Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and it's a Tuesday. We are starting to get our way through the week. Summertime is officially here. Baseball's in full swing. Um, if you're a Dodger fan, you really don't want to talk about what's going on right now. If you're an A's fan, you have something to cheer about. You've won five in a row to bring you to 17 wins. Giddy up, I guess. Um, and then you've got teams like the Philadelphia Phillies who are trying to make their move. Um, and then you got people like the Detroit Tigers who have dropped nine in a row. So that all being said, we'll talk about that at another time. Today, I have a father and son duo on, and this is going to be so much fun. We've had dad on before, but now we get the real scoop. Now we get the son involved. And so now we get to really hear where he can say, yeah, my dad doesn't know what he's talking about, whatever. So we've already <laughs> talked about beforehand that there's no grounding effect for the kid at whatsoever, whatever he says. So he's got a free pass for the next 20 minutes, half hour. So this should be exciting. So Mo, great to have you back. Why don't you introduce us to your son? Uh, this is my son, Matthew. Well, first of all, thank you for having us. Uh, yeah. and to see you again. Always great talking baseball with you. And uh, this is my son, Matthew. He just graduated high school and uh, he's going to be playing a little baseball after high school and um, hopefully after that too. So uh, he can tell you a little bit about, about himself. Hey guys, I'm Matthew. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for coming on. So, so you know a little bit about baseball? Uh, just a little bit. I think a little bit more than the guy to my right here. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he's in a free zone, everybody. You guys are going to be laughing. This is great. Okay. Okay. So what, tell me, are you, you just graduated? Are you going to go play anywhere? Yeah, I'll be, I accepted a scholarship to play at Loyola Merriman. Perfect. Perfect. I've been there. Great, great facilities, great ballparks. So it's exciting times. It's exciting times. So yeah. let, let's just start it out with some MLB stuff. We're going to come back to you for a second, Matthew, in a second. But Matthew, why don't you tell me your favorite team? I'm you know? a diehard Dodger fan. And just like your dad. Yeah. And and we think that your uncle has issues, right, since he's a Yankee fan. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing in SoCal with the Yankee hat on, but that's him. <laughs> Uh, he's gonna listen to this. And he's gonna lie out of Bill. Go on. In, in in his defense, you can say he's been a diehard since you know since day one. So he's been a Yankee fan since since the beginning. The so, good and the bad. So he's not a bandwagon guy. No, no, no. Well, I wasn't gonna give him a defense mechanism, but yeah, I mean, he goes back to Donnie baseball, and I mean, he's he's loved the team since the early '80s, and so most of his life. And it's not one of those things the Yankees keep winning and. He just loves them. So, yeah. Mo, Mo you just got me out of the doghouse there. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see what we can't do to put me right back in it with your. All right. Okay. So, um, love of the game. Mo, we'll start with you. Where did the love of the game start for you? Um, you know, just watching it on TV, you know, back in the days when you, you know, you can, you flip to, to channel five and you watch the Angels and you turn to channel 11, you watch the Dodgers and, uh, then you go outside and play with the kids in the neighborhood and uh, you know, summer, of course, you know, summer's the best time of the year and you've got, you know, primetime baseball and then, you know, uh, uh, the baseball bunch on channel four and Saturday mornings, getting up early, watching that and then watching the game of the week, listening to Vince Scully. Vince Scully uh, is, is a huge part of, you know, loving the game because the voice just brings it together. You just think summer baseball, you know, Vince voice, uh, calling a game. I mean, what else can you ask for? So as a kid, that that really uh, got me going, intrigued into loving the game. Nice. 
That's a great call. Matthew, what about you? When did the love of the game start? I would just say, like, as early as I can remember, you know, this guy gives me a, a stick and a glove, and I'm thinking, this is great. I get to swing this thing as hard as I can every day. Um, and back, way back to the T-ball days, he uh, this doesn't have much to do with it, but he would tell me, hey, you hit that ball to the grass, I'll buy you something. So I'm like, sweet, little incentive already. This is great. I can do that, no problem. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, as I got older, I realized it's something I'm actually pretty good at, and it just started growing the love more and more every day. More and more every day. Good. I love that. I love those are some of my this is why we do this, right, is because it's so much fun to talk about stories that we all have them where it started. Right. And I love the fact that it's it's father and son. I love the fact that that you guys have that there. So, Matthew, I'm going to go I'm going to go back to you here for a second and tell, tell me your favorite baseball memory. I'll ask you about your favorite MLB memory later but your favorite baseball memory you as a either as a player or as coaching little kids or whatever it might be um I think I would probably say my senior year as a whole this last season um realizing you know how much work you've done through over the years um just for it to almost quote unquote come to an end you know your last high school game but um I made huge memories and made great friendships and um just seeing everyone come along the way on the journey and like realize everything that everyone's done for you and uh, it just really impacted me in a huge way and just um, I'd say my senior year, just the whole year as a whole, great memories and um, just excited for what they got, what I got next. I love it. I love it. What about you, Mo? Um, you know, I, I think when you first love the game and you first, you know, just my memories of just every summer as a child, you know, and and playing ball and and it could be like with a tennis ball, you know, a little patch of grass, um, just those memories that I made playing wiffle ball. You know, my cousins, you know, you uh, just summer in general, because, you know, you wake up and it's it's base prime baseball season. So you're getting baseball on TV. You're out there playing it. Um, and those are the, the the memories that, you know, really stick with me and everything grows from there. You know, it's a good foundation of as a kid that you're hey, every summer we're going to go play ball. Every Yeah, exactly. And if you found if you found one or two of us, you're going to found find five or six of us because we're out playing wiffle ball or playing something over the line something yeah. right and uh there's nothing better than than a hot summer day and playing some baseball and then sneaking over for a big gulp over at 7-eleven and then going back to play baseball right <laughs> oh yeah it doesn't get much better than that man it give me matt you'll understand this later on in life but <laughs> uh you know the the days that you're enjoying now enjoy them because there will Life gets a lot different as you get older. <laughs> so, That's what he tells me all the time. Yeah, trust me. Listen to him. He's a smart. I'm going to give him his credit where credit's due here. He's a smart guy on this one. <laughs> all right. So uh, I think I started with you, Matthew, on that one. So, Mo, we'll go to you for the next question. Favorite MLB memory? Oh, man. This one is um, so when he was, he must have been maybe nine or 10 years old. We went to a playoff game. Yeah. The Dodgers are playing uh, the Braves, and um, it, it was looking bleak. They were, you know, it was the game was probably in the seventh inning, and our boy, uh, man, what's his name? Juan Uribe. Juan Uribe comes up to bat and he hits a, a home run to left field, and I, I'm, I mean, I've been in some crowds and, and some big moments, sporting events. This place erupted. It, it, it was so great because I have video of it, but he's little and, and he's jumping up and down like, like a little kid should, you know, cause 
the Dodgers just won playoff game, you know, and this is just exciting. The crowd's going, we're high-fiving everybody around us at Dodger Stadium. It's going great. And and to this day, I tell people, I go, man, that was one of the greatest memories. Like, like it's just the excitement. And to be able to share it with uh, with Matthew and, um, you know, it's just the playoff game, the atmosphere, all that stuff. So. so I remember that game. I was watching it. He hit it into the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And it was a no-doubter. It was a no-doubter. And I'm I'm pacing up and down. And, and and Mo, you're invited. Mi casa, su casa. Come over anytime, okay? I don't care. I'll give you a key to the house if you want. <laughs> but when it comes to October baseball, nobody mess with me, right? And I'm pacing <laughs> through the house. And Wadi Rive comes up. And as soon as he swung, before the ball even was connected, I knew where it was going. And I'm losing my mind. We had two cats at the time. They ran upstairs and hid under the bed. They didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Life was awesome. That That is such a great memory. I remember him going down to almost one knee when he swung and just it going into the bullpen. And I rewound it about 14 times just to watch it and hear the crowd noise. Yeah, great memory. I love that one. I love that one. That's great. What about you, Matthew? You know, I was going to use that same story because it was one of my <laughs> like games I could remember. I will say that he picked me up from school early and the guy never does that. I, I don't miss school if I'm sick, if I'm hurt, I suck it up, I go. I don't miss school. I don't leave early. So when I got the call, hey, you're leaving early, I thought someone had died. I thought something like the world was going to end. But um, next thing you know, I fall asleep and I wake up at Dodger Stadium. So that was fantastic. Great surprise. But um, uh, I would say a different memory that I, I like a lot was our most recent playoff game we went to back when the Dodgers played the Braves again in the series and um, they won that game like 13 to one or something that scored crazy amount of runs. Chris Saylor had three home runs that game. And um, I remember we were almost sitting in the same area as we did back when we went to the first game, but um, just, we were constantly on our feet the entire time, just yelling and screaming and loving that the Braves were losing by 10 runs. And it was just a great moment. So I need to text you more Mo because we were at that game too. Oh. I was at the game with some of my buddies. We he uh, a friend of mine's a lawyer and he got his firm seats and they were really good seats. And the funny thing about this was this was 2021 when COVID was still at its height, but you could ha- have fans in the stands. And so one of our friends who we thought was a huge Dodger fan was not a, a huge baseball fan at all. So he takes off in like the fifth inning after some announcement. And I'm going to tell you what the announcement is here. He takes off in like the fifth inning. And I said, where are you going? He goes, oh, I'm going to go get some nachos. And three innings later, he comes back with nachos. And I said, the line wasn't that big. Where did you go? And he goes, oh, I got my COVID booster. I went up to the top and got my COVID booster. We laughed like crazy because we were like, okay, so where do you go to get nachos and a Dodger dog and a COVID booster without making one, you know, without having to make two stops? Like the whole time, like to this day, we still make fun of him for that because Chris Taylor had hit a home run yeah. while he was gone. And I'm like, what are you doing? So anyways. Yeah. No, yeah, I remember that day we had a hard time. We had a we we showed up to the field without the little the the COVID test paperwork. Yeah. We're going to get in. And uh, luckily, my wife had a picture of it and the security guard was cool. And let me show a picture on my phone. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was a lot just to get into the game. It, it was so so matt you're gonna have to ask your dad to show you this experience on youtube but years ago there was a player that mainly played for philadelphia but for a time he played uh gosh i can't remember i think it was the rangers his name was juan samuel 
second baseman. Okay, played in the 80s. Kind of a, he was really scrappy, but kind of a goofball. He liked to have a lot of fun. So he was playing for the Phillies one day. And the Red, they were playing the Reds. And there was a fly ball to right field on that AstroTurf. And Paul O'Neill juggled it. Mo, I think you're going to remember what I'm talking about now. And it fell by his feet. And Paul O'Neill literally kicked it. Kicked the ball to the perfect kick to the to the cutoff man. And Juan Samuel was on second. He was going to round third. But it was a perfect cutoff throw from a kick from right field. I remember watching that game. And yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't. It doesn't. It was. Matt, I promise you, he could practice that a thousand times and never make that kick that good. Never <laughs> make that kick that good. Mo, do you remember this? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So that's one of my favorite MLB memories. It's yeah. one of those things you'll never see again ever in your life. Now, I've been to World Series games at Dodger Stadium and things like that, but sometimes when you see stuff like that, you shake your head and go, never again is that going to happen. <laughs> never again is that going to happen. Um, okay, so final question, Matt. We'll go to you on this one. Who's your favorite player in the MLB, and why do you think they're good for the game? Not necessarily why they're good, but why do you think they're good for the game as a whole? Um, I would say my favorite player, and he always has been, is uh, Clayton Kershaw. Okay. I would just say his story, you know, why he's good for baseball. He's always been, from even from the beginning, he was always just the great player, but he always had those quote-unquote struggles to win win it all you know get the ring show why he's the best and um his whole career just speaks for <clears throat> just speaks for itself like just the success he's able to have and you know huge huge family man great guy for for baseball and his um, organizations that he runs down in um, Africa um you know ping pong for a purpose that I think uh that's a great organization and um I'd say Clayton Kershaw you know overall Okay, I like that. He is very good for the. As soon as he said Clayton Kershaw, I, I thought in my mind, just drop the mic. You just nailed it perfectly. It's okay. <laughs> He's great. Mo, your thoughts uh, on favorite player and why do you think they're good for the game? Um, you know, in in today's era, obviously Clayton Kershaw again, ditto everything he mentioned, uh, just how he carries himself. Um, I, I like to go old school. I'm I'm, a, I'm an '80s guy. And, you know, I would say even early '80s, late '70s. You know, Johnny Bench was my guy. Uh, first team I ever played on. Uh, you know, my first baseball team. I was on the Reds, and I was number five. And Bench, you know, and and again loved him on uh, baseball bunch, and you know guys like that. Uh, you know, he's just an all around guy. Can hit, can can catch, and then. Um, you know your, your your guys in the '80s. You know your your Cal Ripkins and your Tony Gwynns that that were loyal to their teams and their 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 fan base. Um, you will probably never see guys that start and finish with one club, um, and that that to me is big. Yeah, yeah. I there's there's plenty of names like Johnny Bench, there's Clayton Kershaw, there's Mike Trout, right? Um, Derek Jeter probably is one where your cousin would agree. Derek Jeter is. Uh, I mean, anybody that gets a Nike commercial for themselves and Michael Jordan's tipping his hat saying, hey, you're the next guy, you know that you've done something right. All right. So I love it. I love it. All right, boys. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell the top fan community out there? I think we covered it pretty well. And I love what you've said. But is there anything else that, that you'd like to share with us? I got I got a question for you, Bill. Since you're yeah, go ahead. I got a question for you. 
Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you ever think, do you think that in our lifetime, we're going to see the pitching mound get pushed back now that guys are throwing, you know, teams got multiple guys throwing a hundred, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's, that's hitting, I think 90 is hard enough. Imagine a hundred with the ball moving. Well, the game, cause the game has always been kind of like, you know, they like the home runs. They like, the, they need runs. They, they're trying to speed up the game to make it more fan friendly and obviously more run production would be, uh, you know, appealing to the fans. Do you ever think MLB in our lifetime will move that mound back? So I'm going to answer this in two parts. This is a great question. I love this. We can do a whole segment of this. Bro. Yeah, we can. Um, so uh, about 10 years ago, the NHL changed their blue line rules and they made the game a lot faster. Right. So if you're a hockey fan, I mean, I, I can remember going to a Kings game where Luke Robitaille was what they call a healthy scratch, which if you don't know what that is, that means that he's sitting out. He's not even on the bench for the game. First ballot Hall of Famer guaranteed. Everybody knows who Lucky Luke is, right? Um, what the MLB did this year is they made the game faster, not just the pitch clock. You extend the bases, you um, out a little bit. Now the bases are a little bit bigger than Jose Altuve's whole body. Yeah. Um, and then you have where you can only throw over twice, right? If you don't get them on the third time, they get the. Then you add the pitch clock to it. Pitchers are, you would think that that would be more of an offensive leeway. But if you look, you have Spencer Strider that has over 120 strikeouts already. You have uh, Shane McClanahan, who just got his 10th win. Um, Nathan Abaldi, I think, has eight or nine wins already. So the MLB thought they were pushing one way, and they actually got both sides. The answer to your question is I don't think they will. Um, there's too many – the same for the same reason why the MLBPA um, didn't want uh, to – when the MLB had proposed a few years ago to drop it back down to 154 games instead of 162, um, the MLBPA pushed back because all these records are money, right? All these records are money. And so if you drop it down to 154 games, you'll never see somebody hit 70 home runs in a season. You'll ne- like There are certain things that you just won't see. To be honest with you, Mo, I think there's going to be in our lifetime, maybe not Matt's, but in our lifetime, I don't know outside of maybe Freddie Freeman, maybe Mike Trout, um, if they stay healthy, maybe Mookie Betts if he stays healthy. I don't know that we're going to see another hitter hit 3,000 hits because players just don't play long enough. And I can guarantee you with the very rare – and the reason why I mentioned those three is I'm not being a homer. It's just they're so far along in their career and they're so close. Right. Um, uh, Andrew McCutcheon's got his 2000th hit, but he's 37 or 38. He's there's no way he's going to get another thousand hits. Um, pitching wise, I don't know. Even even Justin Verlander, who's close, I don't know that we're ever going to see somebody win 300 games. Because when we were growing up, Mo, if you didn't finish your game, there was something wrong. Right. It wasn't, there wasn't, this thing where hey, if you get five we feel good thank you so much yeah. no you went seven eight nine right if you had to and you didn't have these middle relief guys that's just something that's come up in the last 15 years um so i don't know that you're ever going to see 3,000 hits or 300 home runs again and unless guys play long enough i don't know that you ever see except for the guys that are close now i don't know if you ever see somebody that's just starting their career now hit 500 home runs 
this the game's changed. So if you move the mound back, it's going to get even worse. Does that make I, that was yeah, a long answer to a short question, no, but does that make sense? That's a, good, that's a good point. I didn't think about the records, um, you know, being affected because that would affect some records. So there's something I'll tell you guys when we're done offline that I don't want to cause controversy, but um, these records have a lot to do with money, right? So if Derek Jeter doesn't hit and see, Matthew, if you end up playing in the MLB, which if that's your dream, I sure hope that you do, um, because I will go to one of your games. Um, I'll go to multiple of your games. I'll spill nachos on your dad if you want me to just play, like get him back or something like that. Hey, you remember, you know, when I was five, my dad did this here, spill nachos on him, Bill. No problem. <laughs> but, um, but for, for you, Matthew, everything's about endorsements and everything's about money. So if you look up what a guy like Rod Carew or Don Mattingly made in their playing career versus what Mookie Betts is going to make in his playing career, drastically different so yeah so good question well man we you and i need to do a back and forth question and answer podcast this would be yeah. fun hey if I, I got more time so <laughs> another day i got another questions i got more of them because i'm always coming up with these these like what ifs you know what ifs yeah um, yeah no there's um yeah so stick around and we'll we'll talk about that in a second because i got another one for you but um i appreciate that Matthew, thank you so much for joining us today. This is the first time I'm having you on, but we'll get you on more. Okay. Yeah, appreciate that. It was fun. Yeah, we'll we'll get you on more. And then uh top 10 rivalry followers. I will make sure that I tag both of them in this. Follow them. Mo does a lot of coaching, a lot of baseball coaching. Um, and so follow his content, follow Matthew as well. Um, I love the fact that he's gonna be playing collegiate ball, uh, because that's a whole new experience for him, and that's gonna be fun. So I thank both of you for being on today. And this one's very special to me because this this goes back. Mo and I's friendship goes back almost 40 years. And so to have his son on is an incredibly special thing. So thank you, boys, for both of your time. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Have a good one.